0: Like that theme song. I do. I love listening to it. It kind of makes me happy every time I hear it. That's by Effie, by the way. Together we will rise. And you can get it on Spotify. But the words are interesting today because I'm hearing them in a different, kind of different mindset. And the mindset is: while it's true, together we will rise. It's also true that sometimes you just have to do it on your own. I'm thinking about that because recently I've been in communication and actually I've been in communication with this woman now for over a year and her name is Ayana. And Ayana is one of the seven survivors of domestic abuse that I interviewed for Avon about a year ago and I've been playing those interviews for you and I want to play Ayana's interview for you today. But the reason that I'm thinking about this, because recently I got a text from Ayana. She says, Susie, I just have to vent. I have to vent. I work so hard. I've done everything. I went and I got a degree. And now I've gotten a job. And now I only get $15 an hour. And I'm working 35 or 40 hours a week. And I have two kids. I have a seven-year-old. I have a 15-year-old. I'm out of the house by 5 a.m. in the morning. And then I have to go two, two and a half hours to get my kids into the city. She lives in New York. Into the city so that they can go to a good school. And then I have to go to work. And then I have to come and pick up my kids and go back two and a half hours. And then it's all the time. It's like now it's eight, nine o'clock at night and I don't feel well, and I broke my foot, and I have this, and I have that, and I don't have any food in my refrigerator, and and I got to do something to get ahead. I don't understand. I'm trying so, so hard. What should I do, Susie Orman? And I'm sitting there going, oh my God, it's well, you work 35 hours a week. Maybe you now need to work 45, 55, 65, 75. You need to figure this out. But Ayana, I know that you can do this. And she gets down. She gets depressed. And then all of a sudden, she comes back. And she's like this fighter. She's like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get a job on the weekend. I can't let my kids down. I have to do this. I'm going to do this. And while I know that it would be easy For me to help her out financially, that's not what Ayana needs. Ayana needs to know that against all odds, against all odds, she can do this on her own. She can pick herself and her kids up and she can rise. You know, I have this deep belief that we're never given more than we can handle. And sometimes when we're given a lot, we have a lot on our plate. It's there to show us how strong we really are, and we don't even know we are that strong. I wanted to play this interview today because it's just a week or two before Thanksgiving. And I really hope that every one of us in these weeks approaching the holidays, that we know that the true gift the true gift I want you to be thankful for is that gift of you have what it takes to pick yourself up. You have what it takes to rise. And as much as I know, it's easier to count on others and to ask others for help and everything in the end, it always comes down to just you. All right, let's take a listen to the interview with Ayana. Ayana, your story is different than all the other women because your story of abuse started when you were very, very young. You're 35 right now. You have two kids, 13-year-old, a Mm 7-year-old. But at the age of Mm 8 is when your first abuse happened. Mm -hmm. Tell me about it.
1: Well, my mother was traveling. um, She was a reggae culture, reggae singer. She used to sing with a lot of artists and um, she always was traveling. And I was, my father was doing his thing in the streets and we was with my grandmother. My grandma would take care of all the cousins. And so I was one of those kids that just go outside and never listen. The guy across the hall used to always give me things. And when he gave me things, it made me happy as a little girl. So he did what he did. And it became a habit. What did he do? Say it. Sexually abusing. And
0: when you were eight years old and he was sexually abusing you, did you know that you were being abused then? No. So that became your foundation Mm -hmm. of abuse without even knowing Mm -hmm. that you were abused. Mm -hmm. Did your mother or anybody ever know about it? No, because they never was really around. And did he ever say to you, don't tell anybody? Yeah. And is this the first time that you've let it out? Yeah. It is. And you're eight years old. You're being abused. When's the next
1: time you're being abused? When I met him when I was 15. And, and um, who is him? Um, The father of my daughter. Yes. My firstborn. Where did you meet him? In the streets, in the
0: streets, you know? and what attracted you to him?
1: Oh, he made me laugh. Made me laugh, and he was brave, and he was a thug. You know, I wanted to be down. Yeah, you know, and I did. I just started living with him. And so now
0: you're with him, mm-hmm. and what happens? One day he just hit me, and what? And how did he hit you? Take me there. Um,
1: just punched me, boom, in the face. For what reason? Guess he was high and drunk, but I'm high and drunk with him, so I don't know. So he hits you, Mm -hmm. and
0: what do you think? It's normal. It's normal. Mm -hmm. And what was normal about it? Because I was a fighter, too, so I would hit him back. So you did hit him back. mm -hmm. And does he hit you even harder? Yeah, like black eyes, broken leg. We had bloody fights. And did you ever physically hurt him? Yeah, he got a little little but not the but same. A man's strength is more stronger than a woman. And now you're pregnant
1: and you have a baby. hmm And what happens? I came from school, we was we ran out a apartment and yet another woman. In the bed. I sat and I just waited until they did what they did. She left and then I went into the room and then he started to hit me. And then we just started going at it. And then I said, I'm leaving, and I left, and he kicked me, and my belly hit the steps. And I just I went and I called, I think it was Safe Horizon, and they sent me all the way to Poughkeepsie, but I never told them that I was in an abusive relationship. I just left New York and moved to Poughkeepsie. So here
0: you are. (laughs) You just because he when you hit your belly, it's like nobody's going to hit hurt my child. And you just left. And that was it. Mm -hmm.
1: Did you ever see him again? Yeah, I still was. When I had my daughter in the hospital in Poughkeepsie, I called him. You called him Mm -hmm. to come and he came and he slept in the hospital, but he wasn't there in the delivery. My dad was. Then what happens to you? So I started off housekeeping, then I moved up to patient transport, then I moved up to PCT, patient care technician, and I was working there. I got my apartment, I got my car. I never was on public assistance. Everything was cash. Did you love that? Loved it. You have freedom
0: and independence for the first time, Mm -hmm. and then you get into another relationship.
1: Yeah, and I felt lonely. I was lonely, and so... He gave me attention. I met my second baby father seven years after my first, first mom. And so I was traveling back and forth to Delaware. We had good times and everything. Then one day he just called me and said he don't want the baby or he want nothing to do with me. And then I went into like, I think I went to a breakdown when he told me to keep the pregnancy and then at five months, I did not want to keep my baby. At five months, you make me think that we're going to build. After I told you everything, I've been through with my first. And then you call, you text me. You don't want nothing to do with me nor your child. And that was very abusive to me because now I'm stuck. So you wanted mm-hmm. an abortion mm-hmm.
0: and he talked you out of it mm-hmm and now it's too late to have an abortion, Mm -hmm. and now you have this baby, Mm -hmm. he's out of your life, Mm -hmm. and here you are, a
1: single mother, Mm -hmm. two children. Mm -hmm. What do you do? I didn't go to work, I didn't do nothing. My older sister, she said, what are you doing? You're not eating, you're not going to work, I'm coming to come get you. And she came and took me to Georgia, I left everything. I left my furniture. I left my clothes. I left everything. The landlord called me and said, what are you doing? I left my car. I had the voluntary, you know, repo. it, And I went to Georgia and I stayed in that room until only they and not eat until I had my second child. And my sister came in the delivery room and she said, when I push out the baby, she she said, if you don't want her, I will keep her. And she took my daughter and threw it on me and said, look at your baby. And then I started to cry and I fell right in love with her. And I had no regrets after that. And that's when I started. All right, let me do this again. I believe what I saw growing up, my mother and father fighting. I love my mother and father to death. They are amazing, but I just feel they was not guided to know how to take care of me and my siblings. And it made me make wrong decisions in life. And sometimes I just wanted, you know, my father to give me a hug and say, it's okay, but he was always tough. So I think it started from when I was young seeing it. And then I met when I got molested, and then it led me to the streets, then I got affiliated in the game and I was dancing in the clubs. Strip dance and everything, and I was getting beat up and hiding my abuse, you know, marks on my skin and everything. But when I had my daughter, no, I said, No man ever gonna put the hands on me. What within you,
0: within you, Mm -hmm. allows you to get through eight year old being molested, 15 year old being abused, this, that, drugs, everything, and yet you sit here in front of me today, mm-hmm. why you? Why did God choose you out of all the women that could have been chosen <laughs> to come in here and give these interviews, why you? Because
1: you know my heart, you know my heart is good. Do you know your heart is good? I'm, I'm now realizing that I am a good person. And
0: what else do you know about yourself? I'm strong. You think? (laughs) You think? You're really strong, aren't you? Mm -hmm. And do you
1: have a dream for yourself? Yeah, I do have a dream. I just want to help those in need, you know, and um, I love the medical field. But I just felt the words I really can't read properly, the way I pronounce things. And I was like, I'm not going to make it here. But I feel when you get to put the human body in front of me, I know what to do, but on the, the books, oh.
0: listen to me. I never got a grade above a C, I believe, in college. Mm-hmm. I've been dyslexic my whole life. I've written nine number one New York Times bestsellers. Ask me how many books I've ever read in my life. How many books you ever None. read? None. None. Wow. My spelling is horrific. If it wasn't for the computer you would think I was an absolute idiot in terms of writing. Book learning has nothing to do with the strength that you have within you. Somebody is not ever going to hire you because of what you know. Mm -hmm. They're going to hire you because of who you are. Mm -hmm. So let's make a deal. Mm -hmm. Every thought, Mm -hmm. every word, every action that you take from this day forward, has to pass through three gatekeepers. Is it kind? Mm -hmm. Is it necessary? And is it true? Mm -hmm. If you think that you're stupid, that Mm -hmm. is not kind. It is not necessary. And it is not true. Mm -hmm. Because, girlfriend, I am here to tell you that your thoughts create your destiny. Mm -hmm. It said everything that you think you eventually say everything that you say you eventually do. Mm. Your actions become your habits and your habits become your destiny. Mm. You have got to think great thoughts about yourself. You've got to say great thoughts about yourself because it's one thing to let somebody else abuse you. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's another thing when you abuse yourself, girlfriend, You have a long life ahead of you. Your past is not going to define your future. You can create your future, but only when you have belief in who you are just like you are. you got that? All right. Thank you. I love you. Love you so good. (laughs) Remember. If you are being abused or you know someone who is being abused, please reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline or Purple Purse or write me here at AskSusiePodcast at gmail.com.